the coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Uh, we are walking in sunshine once again here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A beautiful day today. In fact, a beautiful weekend. In fact, it looks like a beautiful week next week for that matter. We're going to be uh, blue sky sunshine every day over the next several days for the, at least the next week. Temperatures today will be in the upper 70s, probably close to 80 uh, then tomorrow, blue sky, sunshine will be in the low 80s. Sunday, blue sky, sunshine will be in the upper 80s. And then come Monday, Labor Day, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm okay with this. It's going to be a scorcher. We're looking for sunshine, blue skies, hot temperatures, high humidity. We will be 90 or higher on Monday uh, and Tuesday, Wednesday into the 90s. We'll probably see the potential for feels-like temperatures in the um, – uh, close to 100 uh, by Monday or Tuesday. But again, I'm, I'm fine. We've talked about this. I know that Bob's all ready for fall. I'm still hanging on. I'm clutching like, 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 like the guy in the Titanic to that bo board in the water. I'm clutching to summer, keeping it along, alive as long as I can. 61 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 60 degrees at the Highlands. 58 degrees uh, in my backyard in Elm Grove. And 56 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Every year, the uh, West Virginia Chamber of Commerce holds a business summit. It is almost always held at as far as I know, it's always held, but at the Greenbrier, which is not a bad place to be. Uh, we broadcast from there. I broadcast from there two or three years in a row. <laughs> it's tough duty. It's tough duty. you got to be at the Greenbrier all day long. You know, it's kind of – but somebody's got to do it. And one of the guys who, well, got the short straw this year was Stephen Adams from the Ogden newspaper chain. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Howard. Thanks for having me on. Do you feel like you're back to reality once you get out of the Greenbrier? Uh. I could definitely breathe a little bit better. It's definitely crowded at the uh, Greenbrier. They, uh, I believe, had record uh, crowds this year. Uh, I'm not sure if it was record all time or record post COVID, but I mean, uh, the Green, the, uh, the the annual summit's back for sure, and everyone's going there, and everyone seems to be uh, very optimistic about West Virginia's future, particularly ec economically, and uh, it's certainly a good vibe. It it. it um... It really is a case of everybody was anybody shows up at these things. And I was this year in particular, I looked at the itinerary and the agenda, and then I looked at the reporting you have done and, and Brad and others have done. And then, boy, I mean, just Mansion Capito, of course, the governor uh, had a gubernatorial debate that was there. Um, uh, Guy Smith, just everybody was there. Um, the, does anything get, other than making appearances, do you think that anything gets accomplished at these summits? Yeah, I think so. Um, certainly, just on the business end of it, it's a, certainly great uh, for connecting uh, different like-minded business people together to uh, either do further business later on or make some connections that could be very beneficial to them. So I think it's certainly, as far as a network opportunity, it can't be beat. It's it's a very good event. It's nonpartisan. I mean, there, I, I wouldn't say there's a whole bunch of Democratic uh, uh, the lawmakers or anything there, but you had some people, you know, you had Huntington Mayor Steve Williams, who we are still waiting to see if he's going to actually get in the race for, for governor or not. But uh, you had pretty much anyone that's running for office, for the most part, uh, there and meeting people. And certainly for candidates, it's a good place to try to uh, break the ice for potential endorsements down the road or campaign donations and things of that nature. So it, it's, it really is kind of the, the, the place to be. And I do think it, it is helpful uh, in long run. I can tell you for my reporting, it's certainly helpful because it does put me face to face with the people who probably read my stuff, but have no, don't know me. And that usually gives me uh, fodder for stories later on because those connections have, uh, really kind of help out in that regard. So I, I think it's certainly a, a worthwhile event for sure. Yeah, I, I think it is too. And, and again, when I was down there two or three years in a row of broadcasting, uh, you, you make great contacts. I make great contacts. People that I have talked to on the phone, like, you know, I talk to you on the phone all the time, guests on the phone, but it's good to look them in the eye and uh, and and to get to meet them and to pass business cards and all that kind of good stuff. So it's really good. But come on, tell me the truth. Isn't it kind of fun just to be there at the Greenbrier? I know you're working, but that's a pretty nice place. It is. I mean, of course, you know, you always have to keep in the back of your mind it's uh, the, the Governor Jim Justice owned Greenbrier, so... 
uh, it's always kind of a little weird for, you know, as a reporter to, <laughs> to, to be, be amongst there because you obviously have to cover it. But, of course, the Greenbrier is one of those places, whether the governor owns it or whether it would have been someone else, you know, you know, a decade ago when, when uh, or actually 13, 14 years ago. Uh, it's iconic. It's such a great place, and it really is taking you back to a very uh, different time, uh, and it, it, it's you know, beautiful, you know, and a little out there too. Dorothy Draper certainly had an interesting style. Uh, uh, and, uh, it, but yeah. it's a beautiful place to be. The grounds are beautiful and it's a very enjoyable place to work from. A, a little out there. That's a good phrase. I like that. <laughs> it can be. Um, I stayed in one of the Greenbrier rooms last time I was there. Man, that, you know, that wallpaper can get to you after a while. It really can. Now, of course, uh, while I appreciate uh, my company being able to send me there, I certainly didn't stay at the Greenbrier. I, I stayed a, a few miles uh, down the road. Uh, but, I mean, just just being in there is just fantastic. Even, you know, I made sure to take a walk up to the bunker uh, while I was there. I was going to ask you about that, yeah. Did you do any touristy things like the bunker? You did, huh? I, well, I didn't take the tour this time. I've I've taken the bunker tour before, but you can usually walk right up to the big uh, glass door at least. So I did that. Well, again, when I was there, just a, just just idle conversation here. Um, I I had a room at the Greenbrier, which somehow they screwed things up and they given my room to somebody else, and so they had to accommodate me. So they upgraded me to a cottage out in the outlying areas. Man, you, yeah, yeah. You, you you talk about living in luxury. The Greenbrier cottages were, oh my lord, that was a, and they had to pick up the tab because they had to throw me out of my room. So it was a, it was a, it was a, a really good thing. One last thing about the Greenbrier. I'm curious. Governor Justice, of course, was there as the governor, but you know, whenever I go into a restaurant or to a business and the owner is around, you know, the owner, like at a restaurant, is usually, you know, like just dusting off the table or making sure the glasses are set right or checking things out. You know, when Governor Justice goes to the Greenbrier, does he act like an owner, go around and check to make sure everything's just right? Uh, well, I can tell you this particular uh, visit the last two days, to be honest, other than the uh, governor making his two economic development announcements uh, at the beginning of uh, Wednesday and Thursday, to be honest, he wasn't around. Uh, you, you didn't really see him. Hmm. Uh, uh, they pretty much, he just pretty much took the stage, did his announcements, and, and, and left. So if he was uh, uh, somewhere around the around the uh, grounds, I have no idea. Uh, I, uh, he was uh, very not present, to be honest. So this is a dumb this is a dumb question, and you may not know the answer to it. People always talk about justice, and they say, "Well, you know," he, and we're, we're going to talk in a minute here about his work schedule and stuff. But people say, "Well, you know, he never is in Charleston; he's always at the Greenbrier." But I don't think he actually lives at the Greenbrier. Does does he have a residence in any place in the Greenbrier? Do you know? And if you don't, I understand that you don't. But do you know? I know he maintains an office at the Greenbrier for okay. sure that uh, he works out. But no, he actually has a pretty nondescript home in Lewisburg. That's why I thought he lived in Lewisburg. I, I wouldn't yeah. even call it the mansion, to be honest. It's a pretty pretty normal house, to be honest. Like a nice, I'd say, upper middle class house. Uh, uh, so no, not to say that he probably can't stay in any room he wants to stay in at the Greenbrier. But uh, but but no, he has his own home uh, uh, just nearby in nearby Lewisburg. There were a couple of things that caught my attention from this summit that I wanted to talk to you about. But let me ask you, first of all, what other than the economic development announcements that the governor made, one was the Pleasance Power Station, and I forget what the other one was. Um, but other than those things, what were headlines that you thought from, from the summit itself? Sure. Well, I mean, and, uh, of course, I was there two days and filed several stories. I think one of the big ones, obviously, was the gubernatorial Forum, uh, even though it, I felt it to be a little abbreviated, you know, they had to fit, uh, fit everything in 40 minutes. Each ca uh, the candidates all had to answer the same four questions, uh, from WSAC Sarah Sager, and, uh, uh they're very kind of milk toasty, uh, public policy questions. <laughs> and I, I, to be honest, in my story that's in the intelligencer this morning, I kind of focused on their opening statements because I actually found that to be more interesting. Then their answers to the questions. In some cases, some of them didn't really either answer, or didn't try to, or didn't understand the question. And it's just interesting to hear them kind of talk and try to present themselves to a crowd that you know, again, that they 
we'll want to see campaign donations from, potential endorsements from, certainly support in one way or another. And I felt like that was probably the biggest event of the summit, and certainly it's the one that had like the, the crowd stick around for. I'm not going to ask you to do something stupid like winners or losers, but were there in the gubernatorial, uh, I call it debate, you mentioned four, maybe four is a better word. Were there, were, did some of the candidates sort of stand out above the others, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, certainly more Capito, they'll get more Capito, and uh, Chris Miller, the automobile dealer, uh, the son of, uh, of course, uh, Delegate Capito is the son of the U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito, and Chris Miller is the son of uh, Congresswoman Carol Miller. But I thought they uh, did very well. They were able to answer the questions very succinctly. Uh, they knew what they wanted to say. Uh, they were very well-spoken. Uh, I thought they came across looking pretty good. I thought Patrick Morrissey, the Attorney General, uh, the way I put it to others is, well, he, Patrick Morrissey was Patrick Morrissey. Uh, he was everything I... I I've seen him uh, on a, during a couple elections now. He didn't perform any differently, any better or worse than I've ever seen him perform before. He's a bulldog. You know, he always hits that stuff really hard. And and uh, so I thought he did okay. And Secretary of State Mac Warner, to be honest, I thought probably performed the poorest out of all of them. I don't think he was very well spoken. He was stuttering over his own words. Uh, in some cases, uh, he didn't really answer the question or maybe didn't realize what was being asked. I, I thought he was the sloppiest of, of all four of the stage. You know, I think I may have said this to you before. I've talked about it on the air before. Uh, going into when he announced, when, when Mac Warner announced, I felt he would probably would be the front runner. I mean, I just felt like he had a really good shot at this. Just uh, as a personal opinion. I, I don't feel that way at all anymore. Polls are not showing that, and I, I don't think he's my opinion. He has not campaigned as well as I, I don't know if that's the right phrase to use, but he hasn't done as well as I thought he would do. Yeah, and of course, we'll get some more data on that today because the Metro News uh, West Virginia poll is going to be released around 9.50 this morning at the summit. So we uh, should have some new numbers to show just to see how well everybody's doing and of course it's all about name recognition this early this far out anyway but yeah I, like to be honest i think he's kind of relied a little too heavily on these uh multi-county coalitions that tend to have the same people in them exactly uh to try to kind of i, I hate to use the word manufacture but that's probably the best word manufacture uh, uh ground uh grassroots support and then i think also on the election front I mean, I, I, I've been very kind of disappointed in some of the things he's done in regards to uh, the election denial. And I guess he just recently spoke at the, uh, uh, the this uh, General Mike Flynn conference that keeps going around uh, and talking very much about uh, uh, election interference uh, by Biden officials and things of that nature. So it's been a little disappointing. That's going to play with some people obviously, but I don't know if it's going to play with the electorate as a whole. I, I, that's a really good point. I, listen, I, I like Mac Warner. I want to say that, and I, I've said it up front. I, I like Mac Warner as a human being, and he's a good guest on the show, and we get along very well in general. Uh, but some of this really election denial stuff, especially what he did, was it in Las Vegas? Where were that conference was? It, Just, yeah, it was out west for sure. It's a traveling conference that's been going around now for the last couple years. I mean, he it was it was way down the conspiracy theory road. I I just I was exceedingly bothered bothered by that. My my sense has been on this sticking with the governor's race just for a second. Um, the more I talk to people, I'm not drawing this conclusion myself. But the more I talk to folks who follow this, more Capito seems to be uh, congealing as maybe the front runner, or at least he's gathering a lot of support. I see a lot of people are saying. Look at him. I, he was up here recently, and, and somebody said to me, look at that guy. He's going to be our next governor. I, he's gathering a, a, a lot of support. He seems to be doing, I don't know, he's got the name recognition to begin with, but I think he's picking up, uh, people are finding him interesting. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, I, from people I've talked to, uh, especially yesterday, I, he's really kind of tapping into his grandfather a little bit, uh, former Governor Archmore, as far as the optimism. He's a very optimistic guy. He's a young guy. I think he's around my age, if I recall. Actually, I might be slightly older than he is. But point being, he's a, a very young guy. He looks good. He's optimistic. Uh, he's got uh, good answers. And I've been told people that have seen him over the last few months, uh, 
will tell you that this was definitely the most polished he's been so far. So it seems like he's kind of figuring out what he wants to say, how to say it, and how to convey that to the people he's talking to. And he knows the audience he's he's, he's talking to. So, um, And a lot of potential. I, I suspect we'll see an endorsement from Jim Justice at some point probably for him because he does tend to have uh, a lot of Jim Justice uh, supporters uh, funding him and on his side. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just uh, re- really starting to come into his own, I think. You, you mentioned Steve Williams was there. Um, I mean, any sense of whether he is interested? Well, we know he's interested. Any sense of whether we might get an announcement sometime soon, or is he moving closer to being uh, getting into this race, or what, what was the scuttlebutt there? No, no real sense to be honest. I mean, obviously he's wanting to stay in like people's minds, which is why, again, going to the business summit certainly a good place to go. Uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday was the first day I had seen him there at all, to be honest, and he might have even had his own little campaign event or private event uh, down there as well, because I saw uh, one room that had him speaking uh, that was in a private event. So I, I don't know. I'm sure he's definitely interested but i also keep hearing behind the scenes that you know he he, depending on how things shake out he may not jump in he may not want to spend that type of money it is going to be an uphill slog as we've talked about even for somebody of his uh pedigree and uh, credentials and things of that nature so he's he's got an uphill climb and he may not want to spend all that money to do it but uh he's certainly still trying to at least play like he's thinking about it uh, one of the things that struck me as interesting I want to talk to you about briefly, and then I guess I'll let you go. Stephen Adams here with us from the Ogden newspaper chain on the Watchdog Morning Show at 924. Um, uh, 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 e. Gordon Gee and Brad Smith uh, presented a new program they have designed to, quote, keep students, keep graduates in the state. I think First Ascent, West Virginia, they called it. I, if I have that name wrong, I, you can correct me or I apologize. You got it right. Uh, I, I didn't exactly understand what it was they were going to try and do, though. So help, help, help me understand what it is they're proposing. Sure. It's basically a spinoff of the successful program that they started a couple years ago called Ascent, where they were basically, particularly post-COVID, trying to recruit young professional workers remote workers to move to West Virginia, move to specific regions of the state, uh, give them a stipend, give them access to like co-working space, uh, outdoor uh, recreational opportunities, things of that nature. A, uh, as an incentive to get them here, and B, the, the, the show off of the state is becoming a place to do remote work from. So this is kind of the next logical step from that, and now they're going to take aim at college near-college graduates and near-college graduates. Those are probably about a year out from obtaining their degree because their own information with Marshall and WVU shows that more often than not, the, they won't stay in the state, even if there are high-paying jobs here for them, they were more inclined to leave the state and stay. So this is an incentive to try to get people to give it a try, stay, do remote work, uh, and hopefully be a catalyst to try to get other people here. Now, this is not being paid for by taxpayer dollars. It's all from various grants uh, and, uh, well, federal tax dollars, I think, are involved, but not state. So um, uh, so that, that kind of puts that to bed. But that's the goal. They just want to try to keep as many graduates here. They're trying to deal with the brain drain issue. And, you know, and again, they've had success with the, the main Ascend program. So this has got potential, too. The Ascend program, I understood, um, and I guess both of these programs focus a lot on trying to find people that really enjoy the natural resources we have here. I have to be honest. I chuckled a bit when I saw a line, I think it was from, from Gordon Gee, and I'm par- I'm way- wildly paraphrasing, but essentially he said, and you know, we hope to be able to uh, meet the, meet the hip young people with the values they care about. It's just a personal opinion. I don't think this state has been very much in tune with the uh, values of young people uh, as, as a as a state as state policies, pretty much. 
No, not particularly. Not the not the where that's going. That, that's a question I've asked all the uh, top four candidates because we have a Q and A series coming out for the intelligence or another papers here soon. So stay tuned for that. And I asked them all the same eight public policy questions, and I ask a very specific question in regards to population, and not just population, but population in regards to. Uh, some of the, the bills that we keep putting out and the messaging that we put out as a state and you know how do we get people to come here and stay here while pushing some of the things that we're pushing right. and i keep getting different answers on that but more often than not the answer is well we're a conservative state and we got growing jobs so that'll create basically more conservative leaning people coming into the state because this is where they want to be i'm like okay i i think we ought to create a state that's you know, open to all political views, even if you disagree with them. So I, I, I don't know why we want to push out progressives just just because they're progressive. But, but yeah, that that uh, it, it's becoming hard to keep those type of people here. But it's also harder for those type of people to want to leave here to go to other places. I have friends that have gone to Ohio and Florida specifically because of the state's politics. My first reaction is. Uh, Ohio's a red state and Florida's a red state. Yeah, you want to go? Wait, wait, you're getting out of here because we're a regressive state. I'm using that word, you know, in that sense. Uh, and you go to Florida, DeSantis is Florida. I'm not sure that's the smartest. Better weather, I can buy. I can buy that, but I don't know that it's a, it's a it's any better uh, politically. Stephen, I appreciate your time this morning, uh, and then always appreciate the reporting that you do. Anything that I've missed that you want to talk about from the summit or elsewhere? No, I think that covers it. Right now, as I said earlier, the big thing we're waiting on is the West Virginia Metro News West Virginia poll. Uh, it's, of course, uh, the West Virginia poll is longstanding. It's gotten uh, – it's been sponsored by different uh, groups over time. I think it got started by Charles uh, Ryan Associates maybe 30 or 40 Way years ago. Way back when, so yeah, it's, exactly. It's a very dependable poll. Uh, Rex Repass does a really good job with that. It should have some data on who's leading in the gubernatorial race. It should have some information about U.S. Senate, maybe even some information about Attorney, uh, attorney General. Uh, now that there's uh, three Republicans in that race, and that's a very good race. So we should get some really interesting data out of that. But that's going to be very shortly, probably in the next 20 minutes when that will be released. Well, we'll see their poll released sometime before 10 and shortly at 10.06, probably on statewide talk line. Hoppy is away. Nobody knows where Hoppy is, but he's gone. But uh, Dave Wilson filling in. I'm sure Dave will have the details of that here on this radio station. Stephen, always good talking to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Howard. Stephen Adams from the Ogden newspaper chain checking in this morning here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. All right, I need to do a commercial break. Help me out here. It is the bottom of the hour. Let's uh, let's combine, Howard. Let's, let's take just, a break. Let's just. I will take a break, and we'll see what happens. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know like the health plan known for exceptional local customer service and are headquartered right here in west virginia we are families we are businesses and we are all moving forward together we are here for you the when health plan happens it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at panhandle cleaning and restoration whether it's fire smoke flood or storm that damages your home or business you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours with the right people equipment and expertise we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet when disaster strikes just pick up the phone a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. 
delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. What does Main Street Bank mean to you? One thing is, we have CDs with consistently higher rates. Unlike some banks, Main Street doesn't use high teaser rates to attract customers. We keep our interest rates simple and competitive. Some of our interest rates for CDs are the best. Plus, our accounts feature no fees or no fees. That's money in the bank, the right bank. Open your CD account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Minimum balance of $1,000 to open. Penalty may be imposed early withdrawal. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. It is 9.34, 26 to the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show for a Friday. Uh, heading up towards uh, the top of the hour, 10.06. We'll have more details about the West Virginia poll that uh, Stephen was referring to, released by Metro News. Rex Repass Research does the poll. Uh, it'll be coming up uh, at the top of the hour after 10 o'clock with uh, Dave Wilson filling in. I don't know. Is Hoppy back Monday? You heard any gossip on the street here, Bob? I, I heard someone make a... <laughs> make a comment that uh it sounded to me like he was out of the country somewhere doing something i don't know is he a facebooker that he would put something on facebook? no he's not a, he doesn't facebook at all um he has a facebook account but he doesn't facebook at all and i haven't you know i, I heard that that he was likely to be i heard rumors that he was out of the country but i Hey, I I just plain I just plain don't know. So send him a text. I'm asking where he's at. Oh, that's what he wants to. Yeah, that's what you know. <laughs> Every once in a while, I will text Hoppy at night, and I, you know, I think told the audience, I work. I do a lot of my show prep literally night midnight. I mean, talking about midnight. I do a lot of show prep then, and invariably I, I forget that it's midnight, and I'll send somebody a text at midnight, and it's like they go, jeez. I've done that a couple times with Hoppy. Hop, can you be on in the morning? And it's like, I know he's sleeping. You know, the last thing he wants to hear from me is is a text. Well, maybe I'll text him. All right, uh, when, are you, when are you coming back, Hop? I think you're kind of digging it today, Howard. Now, you gotta, you got to be truthful here. You, you, you stuck around yesterday. I got out of here. You stuck around. Did I, did I burn you out with the music and you came in here and you got rid of all the music today? Is that what you did? All right. You, man, you caught me. I, I, I'm so, no more country. So tired of the country music. Oh, I don't want to offend Bob. Here's what I'll do. <laughs> I'll sabotage you. I'll pull the plugs. <laughs> it's, all right. it's been a music-free day. It's okay. It's all right. Music will be back. I, Bumper music is good. I like the bumper music, and especially when we have themes and stuff. That's really cool. I can, you know, yes, no, but I miss our show. You miss over. Roger Miller. That's I, who you I, miss. I miss Roger Miller. I miss the uh, the good day at the beginning, and so I I, I really do uh, miss those. But they'll be back. They'll be back. We'll get it all figured out. We'll get it figured out. 936, 24 till the hour. We're looking at 63 degrees. Well, what do you have? Tell me what you have, first of all. Well, let's take a look. Tell it's me, it's, uh, it's, it's 60. 60. No, 60. Oh, you're the low one. 63 everywhere else. 63 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 63 at the Highland. 63 in my backyard. And 60 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Again, as I've said all morning long, it's going to be beautiful weather all throughout the next seven days, basically. Sunshine, blue skies around 80 today into the 80s tomorrow, upper 80s the next day. By Monday, it'll be into the 90s, and next week will be possibly mid-90s with temperatures and maybe going to 100 or so in terms of feel-like temperature. Not necessarily saying that's going to happen, but it's going to be very high heat, very high humidity on Labor Day. And um, do you do anything for Labor Day? I mean, I, we don't really do much on Labor Day. I always thought that Labor Day next 
to Fourth uh, of July was the best cookout, cookout picnic uh, holiday that we have. Hot dogs. Yes, hamburgers. Just a, just a, you know, because I've been a laborer. Uh, you know, my family were laborers. I, I, I think it's nice to get recognized as you know, great job. You know, take a day off uh, because you work so hard. Well, then we get Monday off, and Monday is our day off, and then I'm back for two days, and then I'm off again. And off again. gives you a little break, too. A little bit of a break, yes. Looking so, forward now, to it. While I'm away, uh, from time to time, at least, Bob and Bear maybe come on, right? Yeah, we'll work it out before you go, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll announce it then what we're going to do, Howard, okay. if anything. Well, you know, we got Chris and uh, <laughs> Chris and Carrie. Are, they, always hate it. they always hate it when I go on vacation. They have to work hard. Hey, well, I mean, we gotta we gotta stay all Double the way time. till ten now. I mean, Rose going on vacation. We gotta work till ten now. Uh, Nine thirty-eight twenty-two till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of quick political stories. Um, just want to get them on the table, and because I won't have a chance to talk about it for the next several days. Uh, reports are that Donald Trump is running out of money for his legal defense. Now he's been not using his own money. Remember, uh, he's been using his campaign money. People send him money for his campaign, and he transfers it to his legal defense fund. Uh, his key fund has spent uh, almost $150 million that he's raised so far, and it's uh, it's pretty well used up. Uh, he's got about $4 million left, which uh, at his rate won't get him through a week of, <laughs> of legal problems. So he's, he's running out, um, which I suppose next means he may have to actually go to his own money. Yeah, I don't know how much money he's got uh, in his personal account anymore because he's never he doesn't like to use his own money. Well, which may be a problem, Howard. The story that I read this morning that I'm sure would put a, a big grin on your face was, I believe it was the New York City uh, district attorney said, look, it's pretty obvious that he has inflated his wealth by billions right. of dollars. Yeah, and that's that is you know he lived on those the, the he lived for decades on the numbers he just put out there. And then eventually some people started looking at things and saying, oh, wait a minute. Hold and on. I can hear you proud boys out there. Well, listen, if, I, if you think any proud boys listen to us, Howard, I don't uh, know. Here's but what, if you are. Hold on. Here's what's scary. <laughs> yes, I think they do. But if you are. I mean, you remember about the whole thing about holding back his tax returns? Because that would have let the cat out of the bag. Right. When are you going to wake up and see what this guy says has nothing to do with the truth? Nothing to do with reality. And again, when reality catches up to him, it's just as blatant as, you know, the nose on your face. His instinct is to lie and lie some more. You know, lie, 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 and then you're right, and, and then, then then lie some more. So, anyways, Donald Trump is running out of uh, other people's money to spend on his campaign. So, or not on his campaign, but on his legal defense fund. So, I wanted to put that story out there. Um, we talked yesterday about Mitch McConnell freezing up and... And then led us to our conversation about it. Do we have to? Is it time to put age limits on and people? And I'm not sure age limits are. I know Bob thinks they are. I think we have to be more attentive to the health of our elected officials. And some of them just you got to say no. You're not you're not healthy enough to to continue. Having said that, you know Mitch McConnell froze up again this week. And if you saw that, it's not we didn't misunderstand it. He literally just froze suddenly was staring into space, didn't know where he was. I mean, you can tell that. Yeah, and it's not Mitch's fault that he got old. It is certainly not. And I believe he's having some health issues. Mitch, we're not pointing the finger at you, buddy. Look, it just looks like you're struggling a little bit. I, 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 you're absolutely right. And, and, but I think it's, 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 it was clear if you look at it. And this is now the second time in a couple of months, and we've seen them both on video. uh, And it was, they were actually broadcast live at the time. So here's what bothers me. The Capitol Hill physician has uh, said, eh, everything's okay. Nothing wrong with Mitch. He's probably a Republican, right, Howard? It doesn't say that, but I, I, if I had to guess, I would guess so. Um, I have consulted with the leader, McConnell, and confirmed. Now, interesting, it doesn't say he did a, an examination of him. I have consulted with the leader and conferred with his team and after evaluating yesterday's incident, I have informed, informed Leader McConnell that he is medically cleared to continue with his schedule as planned. Occasional lightheadedness is not uncommon in concussion recovery and can be expected as a result of dehydration. And McConnell's office says, yes, he's been dehydrated. Now, let me tell you a couple of things. Personal experience. 
I have been dehydrated. I mean, as in medically, physically dehydrated. The e-car had to come and take me to the hospital because I was dehydrated. I still didn't stare off into space like a zombie. I have certainly, from time to time, and occasionally right here on this show, felt lightheaded. Kind of like, oh, man, I'm not sure. I, I, that's happened. I have not stared off into space like a zombie. Uh, to me, those are just ridiculous. You know, oh, you just, you know, well, this is lightheadedness. He's just got dehydration. I've been dehydrated. And uh, it, it's, not, it's not the way it works. And it's interesting. He, this guy, the, uh, the, um, the attending doctor for the Capitol, Dr. Brian Monahan, did not, did not examine him. He simply consulted with him and his staff. Um, I don't know what I recommend. I mean, I, and I, it's not Republican or Democrat here because I want to say I compl- Democrat Dianne Feinstein from California, Senator, she too has something is drastically wrong. She should not be serving in that office. And I, I don't know whether McConnell needs to take some kind of a leave of absence. I don't know enough about his medical history. Is there something that is at work that is fixable? But there, there's clearly something wrong. And Howard, it's it's really, really close to your heart. I can picture it. You can picture it. Robert Byrd standing there shaking. Yeah. You know, he, he was out of control. And he said, look, it's my my fault. I got old. Look at me. I got old. You <laughs> and, know, and it's... It, it, and I, and like, I don't blame him for getting old. No, no. But you've got to recognize a, a man in his 80s who's having some health concerns. And when you get hit, right, boom, with those questions... I think it would be pretty common for your for your brain to shut down a little bit. Say, look, you're bombarding me with this. Back up a little bit. You know, and I, you know who I feel sorry for? I'm, of course, McConnell. But you know who I feel sorry for? The staffers that have to come up in front of everybody and try to make it look like there's nothing wrong. Uh, there was a female staffer who came up this week when McConnell froze up. And she just walks up and you know, says, oh, Senator, did you not hear the question? Senator. Well, thank you. Yes, I did not. Senator. And, you know, he just he's just sitting there staring. He's not even responding to her saying. And and then she says, uh, folks, you have to give us a minute or two here. The senator's having a look. You know, I feel sorry for And it's not it's in it's in public in front of everybody. And I feel sorry for Mitch McConnell, too, because, look, he doesn't like this. And you would think he would want to know what is causing this. Look, let's get down to it. Yeah. You know, is this something that I need to step back from? But, you know, we haven't heard that yet, but I'm sure they're kicking it around. Howard. Well, listen, there have been meetings. I mean, we've, we've heard reports of that. There have been meetings among the top Republican leadership about what happens next. I don't think anybody, I've not seen talk of them trying to force him out, but there's a lot of talk about if he were to step, you know, how, who's going to take over as leader. McConnell has been, I should know the years, and I don't, he's been Senate leader for a long, long time. And he has been one of the, I don't like what he's done, but he has been one of the most competent, powerful, politically savvy Senate majority leaders there has ever been. Good old Kentucky boy. I mean, he really knows how to play the game. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I feel sorry for him. I'm not, I'm not saying he's got to go. I am saying he probably ought to be taking a leave of absence until you figure out what has happened two times in I think less than a month or about a month and again it's it's a complete and total freeze up he looked like a zombie that's you're not dehydrated something ain't right you're not dehydrated quarter till the hour here on the watchdog morning show our, oh before I get out of the political you're stuff, all freezing up are you Howard? <laughs> I thought I was choking to death earlier this morning, but that was a whole different story. Uh, before I get out of the uh, political conversation, you mentioned Donald Trump and, and talking about lying about how rich he is and so on and so forth. This isn't about lying, but I did come across yesterday. Is this Forbes magazine? I don't know who did this. Um, yeah, Forbes magazine. Once again, has done the state-by-state breakdown of billionaires in every state. There is a state missing. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, and so on and so on. It goes all down through the uh, alphabet. Get to the V's yet, Howard? Oh, until we, get the W's? Down, until we get down to the W's, and then we uh, uh, we skip one. There is no billionaire in West Virginia anymore. We used to have Uno, and his name was Jim Justice. We're wondering if he's even a millionaire now. We're wondering if he – listen, they're garnishing his wages. Where's that pot at? <laughs> you know, that's a – 
Um, I don't want to make fun of him, but I mean, he was a billionaire when he went into office. And I, I will believe that. Unlike Donald Trump, I don't think he lied about that. And I think Forbes did the work on it. He was uh, on paper a billionaire. And now he's not. <laughs> it's, as, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, four states are home to 61% of the billionaires in this country. California, New York, Florida, and Texas. In those four states, 61% of America's billionaires reside. It's interesting. The, the geography of that is, is interesting. 179 billionaires in California. That's all going to change, Howard, because when it, once they get that no income tax for West Virginia, they're going to be flocking to they're our They're coming state. over here. They're coming here, bringing them in. We're bringing them in. Anyway, I want to get that out there. I thought that was it crossed my desk last night, and I wanted to at least get it out there. I, I quickly t- to look to see, did anybody replace justice on the, you know, in West Virginia? You know, no, we got no billionaires. All right, now it's a dozen till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Babies come with lots of decisions. Cloth or disposable? Crib or bassinet? So when it comes to protection, go with the safest, most effective choice, vaccination. Get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Promanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Live and local every weekday with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. It's 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A little above 60 pretty much everywhere around the upper Ohio Valley. Beautiful day in store. Beautiful weekend is in store. Uh, I should remind you, Bob and I will not be here on Monday. Uh <laughs> Chris and Carrie will be having to do the extra work again. They are not going to like us, uh, they, the amount of extra work they're having to do. Uh, Metro News will keep you informed all morning long on Monday. Uh, Hoppy, I don't know if Hoppy will be here, but Statewide Talk Line will be on Monday from 10 to noon. We have an ABC special documentary from noon to 3, Hotline, as always, in the afternoon. So a lot of good, don't don't go away, just the fact that Bob and I aren't here. Uh, you miss the good stuff. I mean, the, the best of the show is, but you know. Good stuff going on on uh, on Monday. So just a reminder that we're not there. But before we get to Monday, we have a very busy weekend in store here on the uh, Watchdog Radio Network. It all begins right after uh, statewide talk line today with the uh, the uh, Pine Room Podcast boys once again at Gumby's. They're going to be at Gumby's, but a different lo- uh, location uh, today. They'll be at Gumby's in Moundsville. It is the Walmart Drive location. You can see Walmart right across Walmart Drive from the Gumby's location. From 12 to 3, the Pine Room Boys will be there. Giveaways, discounts, stop by, say hello, or blow your horn as you go by and make some noise. 
and check out the Pine Room guys from uh, from noon until three. Uh, it's a great show. I, I I just I I was talking to Job yesterday. I just told him again how much I think they do a tremendous tremendous job. Fridays they focus almost exclusively on sports because that's the way it's supposed to be. But uh, throughout the week when the Pine Room guys are here, a lot of sports, but a lot of other stuff as well. And it's just really a, a just a tremendous show. So the Pine Room podcast live from Gumby's today noon to three. When that is over, the Matt Jones pre-owned uh, auto sales walk through uh, from three to five o'clock the whole team will be gathered here in the studio we have uh uh, the whole group will be here. Who we got? Nolte will be here. Uh, Nolte and uh, Brett Clough, uh, Jerry Ames, and Mark Heinerman. All here in the uh, pre Matt Jones pre-owned auto sales uh, Friday afternoon walkthrough from 3 to 5. And then tonight it's a football night in the Ohio Valley and here on the Watchdog. We have a doubleheader, Howard. Uh, we have uh, John Marshall's home opener on WVLY. That's 1370 AM, 97.7 FM. Uh, Ross Johnston, Mark Heinerman, Bob Traveri bringing you all the action. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff. They'll, those guys will get on the air right about 6.50. And the doubleheader is Wheeling Central is at home. They host Pittsburgh Perry or Perry Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh High School out of Pittsburgh. Or, yes, Perry High School <laughs> Perry out of High Pittsburgh. Perry High School out of Pittsburgh. Yes, it's also a 7 o'clock kickoff. It's uh, Jerry Ames and Ryan Storm. Uh, those guys will go on the air at 6.50. Fifty, and I should and, uh, and remember every day I tell you if you can't listen on over the air, be sure to listen online. Watchdognetwork.com, either station, both are available at Watchdognetwork.com online or Tune In Radio. Uh, we'll get it to you as well. I don't want to run the whole Saturday morning lineup down because I want to get to Bob Westfall. But the very important part about tomorrow morning Saturday morning sports lineup is As the return of good old boys on sports. That's Brian Beresford and yours truly, Bob Slider. Bear and Bob, good old boys on sports from eight to nine here on the Watchdog Network. Huddle comes after that. WVU later in the day. Busy, busy sports weekend here on the Watchdog. Uh, probably a busy weekend, a busy day today, I suppose, over at WTRF TV. Bob Westfall is here with us. Good morning, Bob. Uh, morning, Howard. How are you, sir? I'm good. It's uh, you know I'm getting ready to head off for a long weekend, and heck, I only I only work two days next week, and then I go on vacation after that. So I'm I'm all excited. So they give you a vacation? Yes, yes. I'm going to go be gone for nine days. Uh, once I, I've really? got back to Monday, we're off. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're here. Then I go on vacation on Thursday, and I'll be gone for uh, the rest of next week and uh, all of the following week. So yeah, I'm going to. So I only talk to you on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, that's right. Cause you're not on. Yes, you're right. Only on Tuesday of next week, exactly. So you get a break too. Probably you. Uh, you probably get excited about that. Uh, oh, I don't have to talk to Monroe anymore. Oh my God, just no, one day. No, just the big hardest part to remember it. I understand. I do. That's why. That. That's why I, I have three alarms on my phone now, just to just to remember to make sure I make this phone call. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. What are you working on today that we should know about? All right. Some things we're working on today. The uh, vintage, vintage race boat Robogata has uh, opened today. At least the pits are open today, so the boats will start showing up. Uh, that is a fundraiser for the uh, Easter Seals here in Wheeling. Um, so we'll be down there. We'll get some video of that today. We'll have that today at 5 o'clock. Uh, a couple other things we're working on. As you know, last week Rivers game was canceled. Do you know why it was canceled? Uh, some kind of uh, hoof and uh, foot and hoof. illness, right? Yeah, uh, we, we were told... Uh, Hoof and mouth disease. That's what I. That's what I thought I'd heard. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're going to find out what the heck that is. We're down. DK is in Monroe County right now, talking to the health department. Okay. Uh, just seeing what that's all about. So we'll have an update on that. Uh, we'll have that today. Uh, all the big thing today: uh, new judge being sworn in for replacing. Uh, well, he's taking the slot. Nobody could replace Frank Rosado. Uh, but anyway, sure. Chris Berhalter is moving into the Belmont County job. Uh, today he'll be sworn in officially at noon today, and of course we've got, uh, as you said, you guys got your football. We've got our football. Um, we will be live from the Wheeling Central game uh, five and six, and then we've got coverage everywhere. I mean, every if if it's a if it's an important football game, we're going to have a crew there. So that's tonight. Uh, of course, we got our highlights tonight in our sports zone at eleven, about eleven ten tonight. So, again, be a weekend. Uh, nice fall weather for at least right now, but it looks like it's going to warm up over the weekend. It's going to be more than warm up. It's going to get really hot come Monday. But that, yeah, that see, too. I am not complaining a bit. I'm, I want to hold on to summer as long as I can. Give me 90 degrees. Adam says it's possible by the middle of next week we could be feeling in feels like temperatures of triple digits. I'm okay because it means summer yeah. is uh, still sticking around. People can I check. love Halloween. 
you know, but I, I like the warm temperatures. Yep, I do too. I mean, I, listen, fall will be here, and I'm okay when fall gets here, but I want to hold on to summer as long as I can. Uh, people can check things out on TV at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 for the statewide show. Always at WTRF.com, the award-winning website, and carry Channel 7 in your pocket uh, with the Storm Tracker 7 app and the uh, news app set for push notifications uh, on your smartphone or your tablet, and then you'll know whatever's going on in the Ohio Valley uh, almost as soon as anybody else does. That's the way to keep on top of things. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the holiday. I know you're probably working on Monday. I don't, are you working on Monday? I actually have the day off. Okay, very good. Well, enjoy the long weekend then, and uh, we will talk to you on Tuesday. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks you a too, lot. Bob. Uh, Bob Westfall from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. I had a bunch of Labor Day facts and figures. I really didn't get to much of them earlier this morning. Just uh, It's Labor Day weekend. It's been a, Labor Day has been around for hundreds of years. Um, the origins of Labor Day can be traced back to 1882 when 10,000 workers assembled in New York City for a parade, a workers' parade. Twelve years later, uh, Congress made the first Monday in September a federal holiday. Um what will people do this weekend? 61% of Americans, as you pointed out, Bob, uh, said they plan to grill at some point this weekend. And, and, Howard, I want to give a shout-out to the fine folks of Peyton City. Look, we kid yeah. around a little bit about take water with you and that stuff. But those folks are keeping the tradition alive. They're going to do their Labor Day uh, parade. They just don't have any water, that's all. And I wish you guys the best of luck down there. And hopefully, hopefully soon they'll get the water situation straightened out. It's a good point. I mean, and that is a major tradition in, in uh, Peyton City is the Labor Day parade. It's, an, it's as Josh Schwartz from the FLCIO talked about earlier, it's recognized around the state as one of the big Labor Day events. So, uh, and you're right. Uh, you know, we we've been having some fun with this week. The fact that the water is bad, and, and maybe we shouldn't have fun with that because it's a serious problem. Uh, but uh, they probably don't appreciate it. Howard. Yeah. Well, hopefully they understand. We're <laughs> we happen with you, not we, at you. We say it with love. We say it with love. Uh, I'll probably have hot dogs this weekend. Well, because I have hot dogs almost. All the time. Had two of them yesterday, as a matter of fact. In fact, I think uh, one of my sons and I may be going to Generations for lunch today. You know what I'll probably have there? Probably a hot dog, the Pete Rose. The two of the Pete Roses. Um, according to recent numbers, Americans during Labor Day weekend will consume 818 hot dogs every second. Every second on... That's a bunch. That is a lot of hot dogs. And so. it just gave me a great idea. I'm going to call Uncle Pete's and see if they'll just put me a little bit of sauce in a jar, and I'll be, I'll, I'll be over to pick it up. I'll do the rest. You'll have it for your, for your weekend to cook up. All right, time to get out of here. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you Tuesday. One AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From ABC.